0: Welcome to this episode of Physicians Weekly Podcast. Today, we are going to talk about tools that help primary physicians stay in control of their practice and is best said by Dr. Kristen Oaks.
1: Well, I think when you put primary care physicians at the top of that food chain, when you really allow them to manage their patients and develop those relationships, you really change the dynamic in primary care.
2: Welcome to Physicians Weekly.
0: I
1: am this podcast host, Dr. Rachel Giles from
0: Medicom Medical Publishers in collaboration with Physicians Weekly. Physicians Weekly is trying out a new editorial initiative. It's called In-Depth. In-Depth is an acronym for diverse, evidence-based perspectives in today's healthcare. Instead of a traditional point-counterpoint format in which two opposing sides of any given issue present their case, the In-Depth approach views that same issue through different lenses, and it allows for diverse, reasonable, evidence-based conclusions to coexist. These sourced viewpoints both create visibility in how different colleagues interpret and address key issues, as well as to serve and expand clinicians' frame of reference. The whole point of this, of course, is to achieve better patient care and to enhance the physician's day-to-day practice of medicine.
2: The Physicians Weekly Podcast provides thought leader insights on the latest medical news, clinical trial coverage, and advances in medicine and healthcare.
0: For decades, doctors have been able to monitor a patient's healthcare progress through electronic medical records, or as we call them EMRs. Ironically, there's really no way to measure the physicians who are caring for them or what happens to the patients outside of the practice or the exam room. Today's episode features two interviews from family practitioners who use a new technology in their practice to tackle this problem. It's called Physician's Insights Tool and it was created by Agilon Health and adopted by more than 14 primary care practices across the United States. And the Physicians Insight tool uses artificial intelligence and other technology tools to measure how efficiently and effectively a physician is meeting quality patient care standards. Here to tell us more about how they use Physicians Insights tool and how it helps their practice are Dr. Kristen Oakes, who you just heard, the family physician at Central Ohio Primary Care in Columbus, Ohio as well as Dr. Lou Satifariz. He's a family physician at Preferred Primary Care Physicians in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Enjoy listening. So thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Oakes. Could you tell me a little bit about yourself and about your work?
1: My name is Kristen Oakes. I'm a family physician. I work for Central Ohio Primary Care, which is a large primary care organization in Columbus, Ohio. And I am the Agilon medical director there. So I serve as the medical director over the care of our senior population.
0: Right. And we're here to talk about the Physician's Insights tool. Uh, Can you tell me about that and how it was created?
1: Yeah, the PCP Physician Insights tool was created by our national medical director at Agilon and the data scientists that he works with. They sort of looked at the metrics that had the highest or best effects on patient care quality and cost and designed a tool to measure those key metrics. So that was sort of their starting point, things that they had noticed improved patient care, both the cost of the care and the quality of the care. It has been a work in progress. It gets updated every month. It gets honed and, you know, improved and things get added, other metrics that are important or it gets, you know, even like customized for the market. We have sort of 17, 18 markets, Agilent's growing all the time and adding practices and every geography is unique, I think. There's just, there's a lot of fine tuning that has to go into it for each market as well.
0: So how are you and other physicians using this tool to improve the quality of care that you're able
1: to provide? So the tool is so helpful in so many ways, but let me like sort of explain to you maybe in a typical way I would use it. So I think prior to having a tool like this, it was hard to even know for sure who the health plan thought was your patient, right? So step one, this is a list of people that are attributed to you as a doctor. And then, you know, you might think, oh yeah, I've seen that person a lot this year, you know, and then, or for me, I'd be like brushing my teeth and I'd be like gosh, I feel like I haven't seen that person for a while, you know, and and they're pretty sick. So this like sort of gives you the, these are my patients and these are the folks I need to reach out to because they have a lot of things wrong with them. And we know they have a lot of things wrong with them because I or someone else has seen them for those things. So that's like step one. But beyond that, we can sort of say, oh, these people have some really high risk conditions that have landed them in the hospital or they've seen these other doctors and um, I need to get them in as a primary care physician, I'm looking at the whole person. Whereas the cardiologist, maybe they're looking at the heart and the surgeon was really just looking at the the surgical thing. And, you know, it's our job to be able to manage the totality of the patient's care. And the tool really gives us that ability to look at everywhere the patient has been, everything the patient has done. Additionally, so we can sort of sort our patients like that, making sure that we're seeing the people who need to be seen, not necessarily just the people who want to be seen. So it allows us to do outreach in the opposite direction, instead of just waiting for the sickest people to call us and want to come see us, which is sort of silly. It also allows us to, to see who's been going to the emergency room. Like, maybe the problem is me. Like, you can't get in to see me. You're going to the emergency room, for, and then they're sending you home from the ER. It probably wasn't an emergency. You know, I think I it really pinpoints for doctors where there's a lag in communication with care that's being received outside of the office, right? So it, uh, you know, we know. Oh my gosh, this patient's been in the emergency room three times. Let me figure that out. How much better is that to have a, a really informed physician pouring over those ER notes or pouring over those specialist notes? organizing your care for you. That, I mean, primary care, that's how we are trained to to sort of get our arms around all that's wrong with the patients and making sure that, you know, What is happening to the patient needs to happen, and we're not doing things to patients that don't need to happen. So this tool helps us sort of like wrap our arms around all of the patient. And I think there's a real hunger from patients to have that level of connection with their doctor. You know, that you frequently in primary care, you'll hear, I really like that doctor, they really listened to me, they really understood. Well, you can't really understand if you don't know what everyone else is doing to the patient. And I think that's one of the great things about the tool. Another thing that it measures is how frequently you see your patients and how frequently you see your high-risk patients. So... I think for people like me, you know, it's probably not super important for me to see my doctor more than once or twice a year. But for someone who has a lot of medical problems and maybe has been in and out of the hospital, when you're really ill, you might just be too ill to like, you know, call the doctor, make an appointment, get in for an appointment. And this allows us to do the outreach and at central high primary care we also have home visiting physicians and palliative care where those really sick people can stay at home and be seen by one of my partners. So the final question I have is just kind of a big question. So how will this platform actually make a difference
0: in healthcare delivery?
1: Well, I think when you put primary care physicians at the top of that food chain, when you really allow them to manage their patients and develop those relationships, you really change the dynamic in primary care. Our healthcare system currently, under that fee-for-service mindset, you're just like doing what's in front of you today. And that is not health, right? The health, is, health is the totality of your care and the totality of your body. And it really just allows the primary care physician to have the information to know where to focus on the sickest people and and focus their specific intentions on that patient. So, you know, a patient might think I only need this today. You know, I'm coming in because I need a refill or whatever. And the patient comes in and you have this data in front of you and you're like, actually I need to do this 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 and this. And and it, if you don't have that information, you can't have that conversation. Another example, say the patient said, like, I'm coming in today because I have high blood pressure and I need to get my medication refilled, right? I know about this patient that they've been seeing cardiology and they've been seeing seeing, you know, the urologist. And I can look at the notes and say, gosh, these are the things that you're going to them for now. You don't need them anymore. I can manage it. And now the patient has the ability to, you know, drop off some of those appointments and really improve that relationship just with the primary care physician. It allows, it allows more simplicity for a lot of patients. And then it, it also just allows this really bubble wrapping of the sickest folks. I've firmly believe that primary care physicians should be at the top of the food chain that the, when we think about healthcare we as consumers of healthcare really need to think about the primary care physician first as having the full understanding and then utilizing specialty care or hospital care as needed for the best outcomes for the patient and i think we've gotten away from that in the US and i I really want us to grab that back. And the way you grab it back is having knowledge. And that is one of the great things about the Physician's Insight Tool, is it's a step towards that for our patients.
0: Thank you. I appreciate your time tremendously. It was a great discussion. Okay.
1: Okay. Thank you. Goodbye.
0: A few days after my interview with Dr. Oaks, I was able to speak with another colleague called Dr. Lou Sitifarese. He's in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and he also uses this tool. So I wanted to hear what he had to say about how he's using it and what he thinks of it. Thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Cetiferiza. I already spoke with Dr. Oakes about the Physician Insights Tool. Could you talk to me about some of the more details, a little bit more of the deeper dive into how the Physician's Insights Tool can be used to capture data, and where is that data actually coming from?
2: So the sources of the data are, at this point, uh, primarily claims-based, and the data is pulled from CMS. So it does require a collaborative relationship with payers specifically related to the Medicare Advantage patients. And in addition to those claims-based data that we're able to collect, we're also able to pull some data from the individual medical group's electronic medical record. So we can... Uh, for example, pull office codes, as long as it's structured data, for example, blood pressures that are in compliance, et cetera. If that carries with it a coding tag, we're able to pull that. Uh, Long-term, obviously, the goal would be to import our clinical data, including laboratory results, into sort of central data warehouse, which then allows us to include all of that data.
0: Great. And so, how is this program actually benefiting the clinics in general, the entire practice? And more importantly, how are you measuring that?
2: Our medical group, and I would say the vast majority of medical groups that are part of the Agilon network, are very accustomed to not just the measurement of quality from outside sources, most commonly payers, but we're now able to take quality in house. And uh, what's, I think, really important about that is we're able to kind of refine the data. When we see things that don't add up in the data, uh, we're able to impact that. So we're looking at what was the source of that data. And so long-term, the goal is at a high level to actually have more credible data so that our clinicians have more confidence in the quality trends that we're demonstrating to whether it be one individual brick-and-mortar office or whether it is a medical group that could comprise of multiple sites. For example, our site here in Western Pennsylvania is, I believe, about 22 uh, practice sites, uh, which involves over 80 clinicians between primary care docs and APPs. So we're able to, on a very regular basis, uh, in fact, almost real-time as far as you know, claims-based data is, quote, real time, we're able to access the site and see how we're doing with most of the very common measures with regards to our ability to avoid unnecessary readmissions, to actually look at some of the medication costs that we are incurring and trying to look at trends and therefore bring that data back to the individual offices and even compare market to market to try and determine, you know, how we can improve overall care of our patients. So we found that to be quite helpful. And it's something that the docs, quite frankly, are used to. It's sort of kind of how we grew up. So whether it's you know, breast cancer screening or colorectal screening. And I think probably what we like to do is compare the highest performing groups and to groups that may be struggling with regards to a particular metric. So if you want to look at readmissions, for example, there's no question that the effort to minimize uh, avoidable readmissions can be correlated to the ability to get patients into the office as quickly as possible, preferably within days of a discharge from an acute care facility. So we're able to track by physician, by office, by pod, which would be in, in larger groups. So a geographic pod, a pod would be maybe four or five offices. So we're able to compare within a group from pod to pod, and then from literally coast to coast to see which groups have the lowest readmission rates, and also report their ability to get patients from their discharge from an acute care hospital into the office to do medication reconciliation, make sure that you review the inpatient stay, tie up any loose ends that needed to be done, follow up labs, follow up imaging, and we know that that will mitigate the poor care and wasteful readmission, which is really in nobody's best interest. And, and most importantly, not in the best interest of the patient. So I think that's certainly a really important example. We all think we're doing a great job, but when you actually look at groups that are doing better than others with readmissions, you're able to track it to the fact that whatever it takes, they're able to get those patients into their offices very quickly after an acute care hospital stay.
0: Right. Would you agree with the statement that this sort of tool puts more control back in the hands of the primary care physicians?
2: And that's really the premise of the entire Agilon experiment. I think primary care physicians have been begging for decades to get a crack at trying to produce a more functional, more patient and primary care centric health model. And we're strong believers that we are very capable of promoting this model and, and succeeding in this model that will mitigate the waste that occurs in the U.S. healthcare system and to hopefully redirect the resources that would have typically been spent on unnecessary, avoidable care and direct them to some services right now that may not be covered and for example if we're able to really across the country impact on avoidable readmissions that will provide the resources necessary to have our uh, very well established now uh, care management teams where you know I work very closely with my care management nurse and we collaborate on a daily basis on multiple very high risk very chronically ill patients and she is able to provide a tremendous assist to the patients and to me so that while i'm in the office seeing other patients she's touching base with all of these uh, very complex patients and providing me with all the important updates so that we mutually can make clinical decision changes on the fly. And that clearly is uh, avoiding unnecessary admissions to the hospital. So it isn't just a matter of trying to lessen the wasteful expenditures in the healthcare system, but it's actually then using those resources To provide better care for services that, you know, are typically not covered. So that, you know, it's a very important concept of of this whole Agilon experiment.
0: Well, thank you. I think that's very clear. I appreciate your time.
2: All right. Thank you.
0: All right, listeners, thanks so much for your attention. I hope you learned something this week about Physicians Insights tool and how it might be actually useful for keeping a track on those patients probably at most need. So thank you so much for your attention, and stay safe and stay healthy.
2: You've been listening to Physicians Weekly. Physicians Weekly is produced in collaboration with Medicom Medical Publishers and Physicians Weekly.